0: wherever you may be part of the 90 min podcast network over the next 20 minutes or so we're going to be talking all things chelsea my name is olivia Bazaglo, and joining me today is charlie and krish i'm going to get straight into it charlie because what a result one foot in the champions league semi-final would you say
1: a foot and a half i reckon um (laughs) look yeah it's it's going to be very difficult for porto to come back from that in um an away leg uh, in quotation marks because it's in exactly the same ground as the mm. first leg, um, but yeah, two fantastic goals and uh, and an excellent result in um, in a European tie.
0: And and Chris, we're sort of glazing over the performance a little bit because it wasn't the best performance you know that you'd expect to say in a Champions League quarter final. But after what happened on the weekend, the result was literally the only thing that mattered last night, wasn't it?
2: Exactly. Yeah, it was, it was very workmanlike. I think is like the word I would use. Um, but I think we sort of weathered their early storm. I was actually pretty taken aback by how how forward thinking they were to start the game, and I think that yeah. must have been their their tactic to to kind of take us by surprise because I think everyone's been talking about how defensive they are and whatever. But. Um, no, they, they, they look good. And I think it was just a matter of seeing that through um, which they did fairly comfortably and then their quality showed through. Um, and yeah, I mean, two goals in a, in a quarter final first leg is, is decent. Like, as Charlie said, they, they have to beat us by what three clear goals or, mm. or four. And we, we can't, uh, if we nick one, then they, they get the fourth, which is you just struggle to see that happening really. Um, and. Yeah, I think, I mean, yeah, it's just job done, really. It's, I guess we can get past the performance, <laughs> hopefully. Yeah,
0: I think, I think. I mean, they will have both of their best players back. I think they were both suspended for the first leg, so they will have back. So I'm expecting a slightly different game. They've got to come at us. Um, but then again, that will suit us on the counter-attack. Listen, they've got their two best players coming back. When we've got Mason Mount playing like Mason Mount did yesterday. Charlie, just described to me the turn, the finish. It was just unbelievable, wasn't it?
1: It was actually in t- technical terms. It was one of the best Chelsea Champions League goals on a, on a, you know on a in the top sort of five or so. I'd say mm. like it was it was so good that first time turn to to have the instinct to do that. Um, it, it was a good ball from Jorginho, to put it that side of him, mm. and to to just do that in within one touch and rotate his body to get a clear shot of goal. Um, I mean, it was a good job the keeper forgot he was allowed to use his arms. To be fair but um, yeah (laughs) but no it was it it was a great finish but i I mean that turn to to do that in one swift movement and have the instinct and know where everyone is around him which which is Mm. you know the level at which these players operate um to be able to do that and get a clean shot of goal and then a good finish is is unbelievable technique and i think i think what it is it's a it's an indicator of of his technical ability which which i think sometimes goes under the radar behind things like his work rate and his pressing and his creativity mm. and stuff like that but his real kind of um, you know the bread and butter technical abilities is out of this world um, and and that was a that was an indicator of that
0: um Krish how difficult is that skill to do because every time i watch it I just I'm more and more impressed with how how easy he made that turn look it was on his weaker foot as well people are forgetting that yeah the keeper may have you know maybe should have saved it but but the turn itself was so impressive and and every time I look at it I'm just like wow
2: yeah I think you you can sort of underestimate the power um, these like professional footballers put into passes as well like it's all getting well doing that sort of turn like at five a side on your stronger foot but yeah, the, to take like a zipped Jorginho pass on your on your weaker foot um, like that so smoothly was was like really impressive. I I did think yeah, the defender also like completely sold himself down the river with that <laughs> with that <laughs> lunge when he's about twenty yards off the ball. But um, it, yeah, I mean again to to turn that awareness to turn knowing that space is behind you and uh, to pr- produce the finish as well when. Um, a lot of players there would fluff their lines, including other players in our in our team, probably. So thankfully, it was uh, it was Mason who who picked it up, and it was a good finish.
0: Yeah, um, Charlie is he was rested for the last Premier League game. Now he's played a lot of football recently. Do you think he needs a rest? Do you think Thomas Tuchel should be playing him in every single game? One of the first names on the team sheet.
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he is. Form wise and ability wise, he is the first name on the team sheet at the minute. Um, he has to play every game unless he's injured. To be honest, um, hmm. it was obviously a bit annoying that England played him three times, but he's a key player for England as well. I thought yeah. he should have played against West Brom. Um, you know, it, it probably showed what you know how we get on without him that game. <laughs> um, look. It, all players are going to need a rest at some point, but we've mm. got, I mean, look, w- l- luckily now the second leg against Porto is possible. like, we can- obviously we can't, like, start mucking about, but mm. it's potentially a game where you may be able to rest two or three players. Um, yeah. Because they're not, you know, they're not going to win 4-0 or whatever. Um, but no, I, look, it, it, unless he's injured, Mason Mount has to play for me.
0: Yeah, I think that's pretty much the same as everyone. He He's a professional footballer. He's played a lot of football, but he, he doesn't ever look like he's getting tired. Every time I watch him, he always looks like he's the hardest working on the pitch anyway. um, Chris, we've got to talk about the second goal because what a goal. The composure by Ben Chilwell to, you know, take it round the keeper at that moment in such a crucial game. He's now knocking on Marcus Alonso's door and being like, I'm here, I'm ready to do it, aren't I?
2: Yeah, it, it was a great goal. I think... Um... The reason we don't sort of talk about him as the left wing back as as much like i think we all want to see him play there but we just know that took probably trust alonso there because he has had all those seasons under his belt and won trophies playing there but i think that was like the best demonstration that he's learning the role that he he was in that advanced position to pinch it off um mm. the defender corona and then i mean i i was more surprised by that turn of pace because you don't really have him down as like the fastest that's one of the uh, the other things that goes against him he's definitely faster than alonso but you never know you never you never see him in in full flight that often. (laughs) i probably am as well actually yeah it's not Um, that hard yeah yeah very very true but um yeah it was just really good attacking awareness great pace and obviously to round the goalkeeper like that and finish with your weak foot again um it was, it was class, yeah.
0: Um, listen, it's, it, I wouldn't say yesterday was easy because like you said, Chris, Porto came at us and we did have to ride the storm a little bit. I think we did that brilliantly in the first half and then we had a patch in the second half where we had to do the same thing. But to win 2-0 away from home, it's the perfect result in the Champions League, isn't it, Charlie?
1: I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. really is. Um, I don't, you know... I, <laughs> Porto, as Chris said, they, they kind of very su- surprised me. They really took the game to us and um, we did struggle to deal with them at times. Thankfully, they were terrible in the final third um, in terms of, you know, hmm. probably some of the problems we've had uh, in terms you know, g- getting shots away and stuff that will probably be rectified by having their two best players back. Um, but yeah, look, it, yeah. It's, it's, it's a fantastic position to put ourselves in even better against the worst side um, mm-hmm. than we did against Atletico Madrid. So, yeah, look, look, I mean, let's face it, anything but Chelsea going through to the Champions League semi-finals now would be a major, major shock. Um, yeah. I think Chilwell's tor- Torres moment really put the kind of icing on the cake.
0: Yeah, it was unbelievable. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Loved it from Ben Chilwell. Um, mm. Chris, without getting too overconfident... Are you maybe just a little bit confident that we will get through to the semi-finals? You know, it should be, like we said earlier, they've got to score at least two away goals in quotation marks I'm doing here. Um, But do you, you expect it to be a slightly different game to what we experienced in the first leg?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, well, it, it may not be in that they they now uh, they tried to surprise us by coming at us yes last yeah. night, and I think um, next week they'll have they have to come at us. So it'll just be maybe a bit of the same again. It'll be weathering in that early storm because I'm sure they'll they'll try and play on the front foot. Obviously, the the stadium is no different, as Charlie said. It's it's going to be pretty much identical conditions. We're just going to be on our home kit. Um, so yeah it'll just be a matter of getting through that I was just thinking it, it um I don't want to tempt fate here but like I remember we played Benfica didn't we in in 2012 the quarterfinal and that was similarly yeah. similarly reasonably comfortable over, over two legs probably less less even less comfortable than last night I think we won one nil away but I, I don't remember those two being like standout performances it was more just sort of getting the job done and then obviously the the Knights that are remembered as sort of the the Napoli comeback and, and the uh, mm-hmm. the ben- Barcelona game. So, it, it is just a matter of getting through these ties and, and whatever's handed to you. And I think we're we're well <laughs> on course to do that. I remember um,
1: Paulo just... Ferreira played that game. You know, Benfica away. It was like his first performance all season and he put in a blinder.
0: Yeah, okay. Was that yeah, the goal? Raul Moreles scored a great goal, didn't he?
2: That was the home leg. Was that the home leg?
0: Yeah. Away yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. A- a- leg was 1-0, I think.
0: And then, yeah, because
2: he used to play for Porto, didn't he? He must, must have loved it. Yeah, 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 they, they gave gave were all it, giving it, him a gave, load of
1: stick. Yeah.
0: He gave it proper <laughs> large to the fans at Stamford Bridge, didn't yeah. he? All the yeah, away yeah, fans, yes. I remember. That flappy um, hands. Yeah. <laughs> that weird <laughs> celebration. Um, just quickly, before we move on to the thing that I don't want to talk about the most, um, which is the West Brom game and my viral tweet. Um, who do you <laughs> want to face if we get through in the quarterfinal? Real Madrid, I completely put my hands up. Underestimated how good Real Madrid still are, Charlie. Who would you rather face? Because it looks like Real Madrid are going through. Unless we're, you know, we have another iconic night at Anfield.
1: <laughs> um, I mean, I'd rather face Liverpool because mm. I think I, I, uh, I mean, on, on evidence of, of that game, uh, they're easier to beat. I, I I mean, Real Madrid still scare me because they're Real Madrid and they're in the Champions League semi-finals. You know what I mean? they it's not like playing any other team. This is yeah. their this is their competition um i I, th- I i think with the with how bad liverpool are and it always it surprised me week on week just how bad they are like we I, you know we always say oh you know but they'll be alright or or they'll finish top 4 or or of course they're going to beat you know villa uh, and they never do <laughs> um mm-hmm. and they you know it was it was it was a really bad result for them um it looks like it is going to be real madrid um but they do they do scare me a little bit even though they've been poor in the league this is this is what they do. They're, they're beyond any other club in terms of experience and know how at this stage in the Champions League, even if they are depleted, even if they are, you know, not the force of old players like Benzema, players like Ramos, you know, they they, mm. they know what it's about.
0: Yeah. And um, you, Chris. I'm assuming you'd be Liverpool as well.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm exactly the same as you, Olivia. I, I fully, fully underestimated them. I think um, maybe that Atletico tie gave us a full sense of security because everyone was talking mm. after that about how far La Liga has fallen. But I think actually now, obviously Barcelona are out, but Barcelona and Real Madrid are putting together a nice little run, and you mm. probably don't want to face them. I think they're probably—I don't know what the odds are at the moment—but they probably have decent odds to catch Atletico and, and win the title for the second time in a row. So, yeah, um, that that Liverpool game—they were—that was like one of the most complete. European performances I've seen probably until PSG last night, um, but uh, yeah, mm. I mean d- definitely avoid it. either game would be tough, but it's looking like Real Madrid would be that that bit extra.
0: Yeah, I mean, it'll be, listen, I think we're sort of dark horses, you know. I don't think any team will want to face us either, um, but. You know, the thought of Eden Hazard back in the empty Stamford Bridge just makes me very sad. But never mind. Listen, we've got to get back to the Premier League because as everyone in England and possibly the world knows, my tweet went viral before the West, after the West Ham game as it happened. Um, this is the first time I've actually spoken about it to, like, that the, the public will then hear because I've just been speaking about it with my friends and family and I just couldn't believe my luck. Like I tweet a lot, pre-match, but I genuinely think this is the worst, worstly timed tweet that I could have ever imagined. Just Can you read it to us, Olivia? Uh, Okay, so I- Do you know, it's it's the smugness of the tweet. That's what makes it so bad, is that I was being so smug about how good Thiago Silva's been. Okay, this is my tweet. It's it's so
2: reasonable as well. It's such a reasonable (laughs) thing to tweet. That's it.
1: It's I must admit, ahead. it was a. This was a massive silver lining to this loss. I got to admit. <laughs> oh, what well, great fun well,
0: that. You're, you're, <laughs> you're welcome, <laughs> Charlie. Right, okay. I tweeted, Tiago Silva being back in the side is a big positive. Hey, remember when everyone wrote him after after he made that mistake against West Brom at the Hawthorns? That was funny. Only for him to go and get sent off and us to lose 5-2. So in hindsight, hindsight is a wonderful thing. But listen, I completely saw the funny side of it. If I didn't laugh, I would have cried. So um, it was hilarious. And... After yesterday, I'm just sticking to tweeting boring old samey <laughs> tweets before the game to save myself the embarrassment. But
1: it's a good it's it was- a good job ESPN didn't tweet it out to about 50 million <laughs> people, <laughs> isn't it?
0: <laughs> it's a good job at every like betting sites for picking it up. If someone tagged yeah. me on it on TikTok, I was just like, oh Jesus! <laughs> but listen, we move. I'm I'm hoping now everyone's forgotten about it because we've now won, and I think. Charlie, we'll we'll move on to that West Brom game because I think this result in the Champions League proves that that result against West Brom was just a random, completely freak result when West Brom turned into prime Barcelona.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, we did we did we did make them look very good. Uh, I, as we were chatting before the show, they've now scored eight goals against us this season. <laughs> I think they've they only scored about twelve in total. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it's unexplainable. I mean, some of their goals were unbelievable. The chip and, and then that volley were awesome. Yeah. Um, the game itself, I, I actually thought. I mean, clearly it's it's one loss in in a in a very long run of good results, so we can't get that upset. But I feel like if you took the last two years of Chelsea, there's been some very very good things and some very very poor things, and I've thought that yeah. game encapsulated like all the poor things. um i thought you know the midfield was absolutely nowhere the defense was embarrassing in some of the mistakes and we were totally toothless up front um Mm. and and for the first for really the first time i was at a complete loss to what Tuca was doing i think Mm. like i mean look he knows far more than me but to in my to my mind it's a fact that if you have a man sent off you cannot persist with five five at the back Yeah, you know the system's working really well but you you know you have to be adaptable you have to change the scenarios um Mm. we we had a defender sent off You, you cannot leave only four other players on the pitch i know the full i know the wing backs push up but because they were putting so much pressure on us because we were a man down that basically mm. played like a back five, which meant we only have four other players. Like, you have to switch it about a bit. You have to, like, take Alonso off and put Azpilicueta left back or, or something like that. But mm. that was really strange to me. At the time, I didn't know Pulisic had been injured. So to take him off was really baffling to me. Um, mm. and it, it, taking Pulisic and Mount off, I think, was, was... Oh, no, sorry. Mount came on, didn't he? It took Pulisic yeah. and Zayac off. But I thought I mm. thought those those were kind of the only two players that looked like they were going to score. Um, yeah, Werner obviously had a had a Timo Werner day where he didn't look like he was interested in scoring. Um, mm. And yeah, look, it, it was there's no two ways. It was really really poor. I um, thought so the midfield uh, was absolutely appalling. Um, and, you know, uh, I'm I'm really pleased after the game watching Tuchel, and he completely correctly identified that the sending off was not Thiago Silva's fault. He was cleaning up two yeah. mistakes. Two Jorginho mistakes. Um, mm. what, um I mean there was other players involved in the second one. But he, he had to bring the geezer down for the first one. And mm. then the second one, he just got unlucky where he was blocking the ball from a shot that the guy never should have had because we gave the ball mm. away again. And he's just kind of come through and taken him out. And it was it was very, very unlucky. But I mean that's the sort of player Tiago is. He's like all action and he, he it was almost it was almost a detriment to him that he was there to save us because he obviously picked up two bookings um yeah but but to allow that pressure on the defense i mean that's that's down to the midfield and th- those two of georgina and kovacic both had shockers and thank god they were both much much better last night
0: yeah i think that's why you can you can you can like people have off days and it was like liverpool and they lost seven two to villa with all their best players playing with van dyke playing i think i think that sometimes it just happened it, it's unfortunate that we were on the receiving end but chris you can't you can't justify us going down to 10 men to then play like that, because with 10 men, you could argue that that Chelsea team should still have beaten that West Brom team, no?
2: Exactly. It's just, just as Charlie said, there's, there's no way you should concede five goals to the team that are second bottom in the league, even with 10 men, especially when you're, you're 1-0 up. Um, I just think, yeah, I think just, yeah, uh, as he said, Change, not changing the defense and then basically we continued mm. to play the same way we would have done if we had 11 men which was mm. just completely the wrong thing to do i think like um if you're pressing they they can press with an extra man and literally just just pick you off like um the most embarrassing goals, the i think the one that made it four one the dianyo one which just made them look like i don't know like absolute world beaters and we were absolutely nowhere near them and like you Mm -hmm. got players like Mason Mount getting mugged off and it's just not a good look and it's just (laughs) that just encapsulated the whole thing really I think we what I reckon it was was um, obviously he's told them to go out and play a certain way probably wanted them to be more pragmatic when they didn't have the ball um, and with 10 men but I think the players probably just had it in their heads, and it's kind of almost, almost like reverse complacency that they could dig themselves out, um, which, evidently, uh, as as much as um, we were awful, West Brom were also really, really good, which I think we need to mention. But um, yeah, they they were clearly just in the mood to pick us off. They they smelt blood as soon as we went down to ten men, which is which is fair enough. I think we've we've been on the end of some. Some bad results, yeah, as Charlie said, over the past couple of years. So it was it was always possible. But uh, yeah, this one does does feel like it stands out as a particularly bad one.
0: Um like Chris says there, Charlie, we have to give some credit to West Brom, don't we? Because it when, you know, when you go when teams go down to ten men, it's often harder. You know, we found out when we played against Fulham, um, when Anthony Robinson got sent off, and it was almost harder in that second half to break to break teams down. And and West Brom, like Chris has picked us off. Every player, one by one, and some of their moves were brilliant. So, I think as much as Chelsea were disappointing and and some of it was, you know, Tuchel's put his hands up and, and admits the mistakes he made and the and mistakes that the players made. But we have to credit West Brom, don't we, really?
1: Yeah, we do. I mean, uh, <laughs> we made Callum Robinson look like Erling Haaland. But, um,
0: <laughs>
1: you know... <laughs> We, we we do. I mean, it's. I suppose their fans will just be very frustrated that they've waited this long to put in that kind of performance. I mean, the last one was probably the first half against us, um, in in September or whenever it was. Um, yeah. They they still probably won't stay up. You know, they, they've got still got a mammoth task on their hands, but they're, they're mm. exactly what it proves is exactly the kind of side that causes us problems. That like direct running. Um, yeah. That you know. <laughs> Re- really central and really direct and, um, catching us, uh, slipping up, catching us on the break and we, and we couldn't deal with it. Um, I'm sure Sam Allardyce will be hoping they can do that to a couple more teams before the end of the season. Um, but yeah, yeah. Li- I mean, <laughs> of course, of course you give them credit and of course they were very good, but you know, we're a much, much, much better side than them. And. If they win five two, there's some serious problems our side.
0: I think. I think it also proves that you know West Brom haven't played like that all season, but it also just shows that they've got the players in them to cause teams problems, and it you wonder why Sam Allardyce hasn't set them up like that on on previous days. But yeah, definitely credit to West Brom; they definitely deserve to win that. And um, we were talking a few weeks ago, guys, that you know top four was almost not a certainty, but it was looking more, ever more likely as the weeks went by. Now we've dropped out of the top four, Chris how are you feeling about this running and where do you think our best chance of finishing in the top um of getting champions league football lies is it lie in the, in the champions league or does it lie still in still in the premier league
2: um i think it's it's still definitely in the premier league but yeah we we spoke about this literally last week uh, or whenever <laughs> yeah. it was you know what i mean but um yeah. what i mean is like we have this this conundrum um and i think we we agreed that the premier league was the best route before the west brom game and where we had this like little favorable run of games say including the leeds game before the international break and um drawing that game yeah. and obviously losing at the weekend i think we've, we're actually making it really hard for ourselves and it is, it should be a concern obviously I, I really hope we can it would be amazing to qualify via the champions league but we've got quite a tough um in um mm. post post i mean I, I hope we win this weekend and beat brighton but then we've got um we've still got uh how, let's have a look west ham city arsenal and Leicester to play and then villa mm. away and, and fulham at home which is not that easy um so I'm, I'm slightly concerned we've, we've sort of messed up just at the point where we need to be picking up maximum points. Obviously it is so tight in that area that it's impossible to call almost, but I think that that unbeaten run became a bit of a like false friend because you, you get the confidence from it. We, we had people saying that we were like absolute certainties, but, um, it, it just takes one, one result like that to, to kind of derail things, but, um, Fingers crossed we can get things back on track at the weekend. But I think uh, the Premier League still has to be the priority, especially, again, as we said, with how Real Madrid played against Liverpool. Because uh, I think we would find things tough over two legs against them.
0: Yeah. I think also we were not lucky in a way, but you know most of the teams around us dropped points. West Ham were the only team that actually mm. picked up three points in the teams around us. So I think we got let off let, let off with our one there massively. Yeah but we would have been below um, spurs as well i think <laughs> yeah we would have dropped down to sixth, which obviously is massive and and yeah we, we need to thank joe willock for for that as well <laughs> um charlie how are you feeling going into this game because we're away at palace and if i remember i don't have that many fond memories of traveling to palace
1: no 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 uh the tube system's terrible uh south of the river, <laughs> so it takes, takes ages um and you can't see anything when you're at the back of the stand. I mean, yeah. it's a good, it's a good, it's a proper old football ground, Sellers Park, which is uh, a nice thing in itself. But it, you know, you can't really see anything. Uh, I suppose more what you're asking is that Chelsea always lose there, uh, which is <laughs> um, which which is the case. We, we've had we've had trouble there. Uh, they've obviously had a had a bit of a poor season. Um, so we're coming off the back of an excellent result in the Champions League. So I I, I do think that we should win. But, I mean, obviously, Mm. you know, uh, if anyone was to go back uh, a week and hear what I was saying before the West Prom game, I'll probably stop talking (laughs) now. Um, (laughs) um, But no, look, it's the league has to be the priority. We we could be doing a podcast literally 14 days from now and be out of the two cup competitions Mm. conceivably. I mean, that's unlikely in the Champions League. But hey, it's probably probably quite, really quite likely in the, in the FA Cup. Um, you know that's going to be a really tough game against Manchester City. That we we've, we've got West Ham on the 24th of April. I mean that is mm. uh, weirdly I don't think anyone thought um, looking at the fixtures ahead of the season that is kind of the biggest game left. You know th- that's a massive massive game. Um, they are on a they're in a great run of form. Um, there's, I think as you touched on a lot of the teams around us sort of had like had their blip, which coincided with the, our very good run. And I just really mm. hope that we're not about to have like another downturn because that, I mean, if, 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 we were to lose another two, three games, um, that really would put pay to us being in the Champions League next season, because, you know, m- apart from, y- y- there's no point sitting, analyzing whether we're going to win the Champions League or not, because, because no one knows, you know, it's, it, it, it's at this stage in the competition. Um, but you know, if you mm. kind of take it that we're through to the semi finals, you know, it's it's just it's just three cup finals, isn't it? You've got no idea what's gonna happen. Um yeah. so the only the only way we can really put ourselves in a good position is is just to keep winning in the league. And the West Brom result was really such a poor one and I, I just hope that it is what we all thought was a blip. It was so great that we won last night. Um Yeah. But yeah, it's, Definitely. you know, it is tough. It is tough, the the run. You know, Leicester, I mean, you're looking at like Man City and Arsenal, but Man City will have won the league and Arsenal won't be anywhere near. Those last two games, Leicester and Villa, th- those teams are going to be right, you know, right in the mix mm. around us. So those are going to be really tough games. Um, yeah. So we, we've really got to make sure that we qualify through the league.
0: Yeah, I think West Ham played Leicester as well um next so either one of or both of them are dropping points so which is obviously good news for us as well so we've got to make sure we definitely win Chris just finally we know Thomas Tuchel likes to make a million and one changes to his team every single time we play do you this is a game Chelsea cannot afford to lose so do you think regardless of that you know Porto second leg on Tuesday he's gonna go absolutely full strength only a few changes for this game against Palace what do you reckon
2: yeah I think as as we sort of touched on earlier, when we were talking about Mason Mount, um, now it's the case that it's, it's weird with the Champions League, isn't it? Suddenly you go from having like a first leg and then waiting like a month for the second leg to having a week between games, um, <laughs> just when they're, just when they're way more important. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's a balancing act. I think, um, defense wise, we'll, we'll see the same, uh, obviously Tiago's is suspended. So, uh, that wouldn't surprise me. And, um, maybe he'll give Angola Kante more minutes. But uh, again, that doesn't weaken us in any way. Um, mm. I'm getting a bit concerned about our our, our front, or whatever front uh, attack we play, because they all look very much off the boil. Um, and obviously, has mm. come back from a real kind of confidence-shaking uh, international break. He's he's just lost to like West Brom and North Macedonia back-to-back. That can't be good for anyone's <laughs> confidence. Um, so yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting in that sense. I thought Pulisic looked good coming off the bench last night, um, mm. but his, his his hamstrings are clearly made of like God knows what. What's this soft, <laughs> stringy su- substance? Cheese strings? I don't know. Um, so so it'll be we'll it'll be <laughs> I'm glad I'm not having
1: breakfast around your house.
2: <laughs> We, we, I was concerned by that when when he when Tuka was like, you know, I took him off because he just said that he felt his hamstring was going to go. That that worries me a bit. I, obviously, he mm. played in the international break, but um, yeah, maybe an opportunity for him for him to get more minutes. And I imagine maybe Ziyech would come back in. It's, it's just going to be a matter of I, I, we've spoken about the strength of our squad before. I don't think. It, because we don't have anyone in particularly amazing form, especially up front, I don't think anything weakens us. So it's, it's all still experimenting. But um, it would be nice to have, to have a settled lineup before the end of the season. But at the moment, it doesn't look like happening.
0: Perfect. Well, listen, guys, that's all we have time for today. Thank you so much for listening. Charlie and Chris, you've been amazing as always. If you could drop us a review, it would be very much appreciated. Subscribe if you haven't already and if you've enjoyed what you heard. And we'll see you all next week to hopefully review three points against Crystal Palace and have beaten Porto in that second leg and be through to a Champions League semi-final. We're all looking forward to it. We'll see you next time here on Wherever You May Be.